Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. If you're looking for Business of Design, you are in the right place. Episode 46, I'm going to be talking to the one and only Rachel Moriarty, who is an amazing expert on visibility and particularly how to increase your visibility so clients can find you, get to know you, uh, trust you, love you, and hire you. And we had a really wonderful conversation uh, just before the holidays. And uh, here it is early in the New Year, I caught that horrible flu that's been going around. So I was re-listening to the podcast with Rachel right before we aired it here and realizing that, um, you know, obviously down with the flu, I'm not going to have much visibility. But the fact of the matter is I do have some work to do in terms of just putting myself out there in general for my clients. We've been working really hard at getting ourselves a bit more visible for business of design, which is, as you know, my passion project and I love everything about it and it gives me such joy. But I also have this business to run and clients to meet. And I want to keep growing my business and keeping my team employed and excited and enthusiastic about what's ahead. So she's given us, Rachel has given us within this podcast, eight steps to take that will help us increase visibility. And I, for one, have a bit of homework to do and I'm excited to do it. She's lively and engaging. If you've ever seen her on Facebook Live, she committed to doing a daily riff uh, on a regular basis. And I think that's how I first became aware of her. She was shopping a flea market in San Diego. And I'm like, I want to hang out with her. And in fact, Rachel says that her clients who find her through social media feel the same way. They see her doing these fun things and they think she would be cool to hang out with. I think she's the designer for me. So in fact, putting yourself out there in this visible way is actually a really good way to get clients to connect with you and trust you and then, of course, hire you, which is what it's all about. Before you meet Rachel, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a leading home style expert. She's an author, speaker, design blogger, and co-host of the popular Design Style podcast. I had the pleasure to be on the podcast with Dixie and Rachel. Check it out if you haven't done so yet. Uh, they're, they're a lively duo and a lot of fun, and we ended up having kind of an offline side chat about the fact that it would be really quite easy for the two of them, even though they live far apart, Dixie in Tennessee and Rachel's in San Diego to be business partners in a very real way in their interior design firm. So that was kind of fun. Rachel's an award-winning designer with more than 13 years experience redesigning the houses, vacation, and investment homes of successful professionals in and around San Diego County, but more than that, nationwide, because she's got an online service available as well. She has done a lot of work as a photo stylist and has been published in several fashion home decor catalogs. She's involved in every aspect of the design process from the initial concept to the first installation. Her specialty is elevating spaces by incorporating her clients' existing furnishings, and she's known for her attention to detail and her outstanding customer service. And I know her because she's just one of those lively, lovely people I want to follow on social media. And let's jump right in and meet Rachel. 
Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Brought to you by Business of Design, a coaching community for independent designers like you. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm so good. Rachel's my best friend who I've never met. Yeah, I'm always seeing you on social media <laughs> and admiring what you're doing and just like in your in your bleachers, in your virtual bleachers saying, you go girl, you go girl. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Of course. It's so fun to be here. Yay. Okay. And we're going to talk about some important topics, uh, including uh, visibility, you know, how to make yourself out there a little bit more so that clients can find you. Um, before we do that, though, this happens a lot when I'm doing the television show. Before the cameras roll, we end up having a conversation that is hilarious. And then the cameras roll and everybody's <laughs> all like buttoned down and polished and it never happens happen. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and I'm going to lead off with what happened right before we went live. And that has to do with the fact that this, <laughs> this work that we do is so hard that sometimes you just want to quit. It's just so hard. So you uh-huh. go, you tell us what's going on with you. Well, you know, we were just talking about here it is December and y- I, I feel so bad saying this. <laughs> I was having a chat with one of our mutual friends. Uh, we chat very often because we have similar businesses and we lead, you know, groups of designers and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's the end of the year and trying to juggle all of that. And plus I have kids, you know, sometimes design is like the last thing on the list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe so it. We were, I was just like, I am so tired of designing when you get to December. It's December 1st. And um, yeah, so it's, you know, a couple of weeks before my kids break. And it's kind of like, I actually love that the last couple of weeks of the year yes. to reset and regroup and, you know, just re-energize. Sure. And I'm looking forward to it. And I feel it. Like, I, I feel it right now. I feel yeah. Like, I need that. Yeah, for sure. It's really good, I think, for us to have these honest conversations because people listening, are, are they feel exactly like we do. Like, some days, like, honest to God, doesn't it look like it'd be awesome to work at Starbucks? Because this is hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I completely yes. um, botched on a job that we're doing an installation on December 7th and 8th. I forgot to select the hardware for these magnificent walnut built-in cabinets. And I just, like, seriously, Kimberly, like you just did not even think of ordering hardware. So I had to go to the client and luckily I've worked with her a few times and just say like, my bad, like I'm such a loser. I'm so sorry. And she laughed and she'll be fine about it. But it just shows you like no matter how many systems you have in place, there's still going to be those days where it's just tough. Like something just goes off the rail. It might be your fault, might be somebody else's. And Rachel and I are right there with you, right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about, of course, we're taping this uh, prior to the Christmas holidays, the Hanukkah holidays and all that kind of stuff. This is going to air after that. So hope you all had a great holiday. And let's talk, Rachel, about, first of all, why should I care about increased visibility? So what? Is it just a vanity exercise, like I'm showing off in front of my peer group? Or is there actually something I'm going to get out of this conversation? 
Oh my gosh. So to me, everything sort of breaks down to visibility. I think visibility is a, is So when I started, I have a podcast called Design and Style, and we were, when we first started, we were like, oh, we're going to talk to decorating enthusiasts, and we're going to talk to designers, and this and that, and then as we went along, we just kept niching and niching and niching, and finally we niched to this one word. We found that everything kept going back to the one word, which is visibility, because it doesn't matter what stage of business you were in, so I think this week, or you posted... um, your last podcast had a, had a side hustler. So if you're side hustling, which I was a side hustler, I was a private banker just a couple of years ago. And what I did is I literally started posting photos on social media of me fluffing pillows. You know, I'm a, I, I like to style spaces and I'd be, you know, at the end and I'm fluffing pillows or, you know, putting a quilt on a bed or something. That is how I launched my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you are side hustling or maybe you're just graduated and you're just beginning, you need to start building awareness. You need people to start knowing what you do, you know, who you serve and how you do it. Um, And then there's, you know, all stage, doesn't matter what season you get to um, maybe where kind of like I am, where I have a nice flow of clients. And now I've got this thing that I'm really passionate about called visibility. And I'm talking to, you know, interior designers and stylists and decorators and stagers. And um, now it's more of a positioning thing. So it depends on you know, what your intention is, is what's kind of, I love that you use the word intention almost in every podcast I've heard <laughs> of yours. And that's so that's right? why I, wow, that's true. Yeah, I, I, you didn't know, even, I, I wasn't it, even aware of that. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to my, my, um, business partner and we were, we have a, um, a membership group uh, as well and we were like well December let's talk about and really it's intentions and goals and they can be almost interchangeable so it depends if you're kind of uh, a little woo-woo and flowy like me I like the word intention she likes the word goals she was going to be an engineer and she's you know like focuses on the construction side so goals are is her kind of like love language and intentions mine so yeah exactly. um, that's what yeah, so I think in any phase of your business, it's super important. I don't talk about visibility for visibility's sake. Um, I'm talking about it as it relates to business. Okay, and when you're, if you're listening right now and you're like, gosh, I'm not visible enough. I'm not on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook group. I don't do enough Pinterest. I don't do enough Instagram. And would you recommend then, let's start by setting an intention. And what could some potential intentions be for people? Okay, so I'll just share what some of mine are. So mine, obviously, the main one, because design is our bread and butter, is to land more ideal clients. Um, So I show up on people's feeds all the time, and I like to show them all aspects of me, whether it be, I think you've even commented like, oh, I want to go to the flea market with you. I want people to know, because my process does start with what people own, so I want them to know that I can find this, you know, I don't know, diamond in the rough, I guess you would call it at a flea market. And I can, you know, transform it into this beautiful piece. And, and, and I can do the same with your, you know, um, family heirlooms too. That's my jumping off point to telling your story. So I try to tell, I try to take a whole, I'm really like focusing on me. And, um, because I think for all of us, 
good service and creating pretty spaces is really the entry point, right? I mean, we all have to we all have to be able to do that. But what's our differentiator? What makes us different? So that's what I focus on is doing that. So um, establishing a no like trust factor, and I actually call it a, to my. I call it a no love trust um, because I had just this last week, I had somebody contact me through my website. And when I got on the phone with her, she was so excited. She was like literally out of breath. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, because you're highly visible where it was just like, you know, and it's so funny because I've, I'm not like famous, but on her phone, I am, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so she was like, so excited to talk to me. And she's like, I've been all over. I've read all of your blogs. I went through, I, she's like, you won't believe it, but I just spent the last hour and a half going through your live streams. And she said, I know this is going to seem weird to you, but I just love you. And I just know you're going to be the perfect designer for me. And so I love that my my clients actually will kind of self-identify them. And when they've consumed that much of Rachel, they are usually right. They usually are the perfect client for me. So, wow. That's an, that's that's, another thing. That's a, that's an outcome. I don't know that I even thought about consciously that they become, they get excited by your personality and think, I want to hang out with her. She's the right designer for me. Like that's a, that's an amazing outcome. And I want to go back and say that no love trust is spelled K N O W not N O (laughs) no K N O W no love trust. I like that. Know me, love me, trust me. I like that. Okay. So set an intention, whatever it is for you, it's to land more ideal clients. And I would put a lot of meat around that. What is an ideal client? How much money do they spend? Where do they live? What kind of control and freedom do I have in that relationship? So that's an amazing one. What would you say is the second step then to increasing visibility? Now you've got your intention. What do you do next? So I think that live video, You, if anyone that follows me or knows me, they know that I have a daily live stream show called Rachel's Daily Riffs. You know, one day I just said, you know, I'm not going to sit around and wait for the news station to call or for HGTV to call. I, I have this amazing gift, which is a cell phone, and I can land in any pretty much every influencer's phone, you know, and they're late, they're looking at their phone, you know, first thing in the morning or last thing at night or in the line at Starbucks. And it's pretty, pretty, I, I don't think people give it enough weight. Um, so I created a daily live stream show called Rachel's Daily Riffs. And then the funniest outcome was one day I got a private message from Jason Harris, who's the founder of the design network. And he was like, Hey, I love what you do. Let's talk. And we got on the phone. Now he's my podcast sponsor we've done several challenges in in my group and you know getting my introducing my designers to his platform and um yeah so so many you know you it's such a great tool and it's I think it takes the least amount of time and prep once you get used to it. Now I can riff. In the beginning, I was really strategic and really had to plan it out. But, um, you know, I went for a whole year straight of doing daily live streams. And what, so now I can just get on and kind of talk about anything. The other day, I got my first Christmas card in. So I just you know, flipped on the camera and started talking about creative things to do with Christmas cards, you know? So I, now I just kind of like little daily, daily, um, prompts will get me going on that. That's so cool. What I always I think, think is, does she have her hair and makeup done every single day? And oh my God, people would die if they could see me every <laughs> single day. <laughs> 
do have a pixie and I've taken, I, it takes me, I've literally timed it. It takes me less than a minute to get it to like uh, camera ready. So I need a pixie then seriously, because my hair is always the thing. Like I don't, I could go no makeup, you know, that would not be a problem. Yes. I don't really care, yes. but the hair is like, seriously, that's what my hair looks like. Like, what am I going to do about that? Okay. Uh, well, Enough about I me. This is about you. I look like a troll doll in the morning. So, um, the other thing is share your projects on social media. A lot of the um, designers in our group talk about, they. I've had some pull, put their projects up and then take it down. They are so worried about their colleagues being judged by their colleagues, being judged by their friends, or maybe there's somebody in their family, you know, there's, um, or even it just could be a story that they're telling themselves about, you know, bragging about their projects or something like that. Um, I found that other designers have been my biggest supporters and they really kind of get the juice as they're commenting on my, on my projects. It kind of gives it the organic reach that I need. So I love sharing projects. I find I get really lazy about that. Like I'll be on a job site. I'll be working. I don't like how my hair looks. And I think I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But what you're saying is I need to, I need to develop a new habit and stop for one minute. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. Yeah. Okay. Dang. (laughs) I got to have that to my exercise plan. Okay. So yeah, so so share your projects. Okay, then then what about social media? Like where what how it's so big. What do we do? How do you start? I know. I know. So I would definitely, I'm really strategic about mine. I look at my analytics on my website and over 90% of the refer traffic is Facebook. So that's where I spend the it's like my my home away from home so that's where I focus my energy but it also tells me that I need to focus on Pinterest and Instagram and stuff like that um my number two is um Instagram and I love the stories it takes seconds to post I don't know if you've gone on and played with Instagram stories but that is the funnest way to share little tidbits of your day so even if you're just working on a space plan or you've you know it's kind of the thing it's not like the pretty Instagram feed it's sort of like just real life stuff yeah yeah um those are really fun okay I'm going to interject there and say that my daughter works in social media in Los Angeles for some big big brands and recently there was a discussion at work about her, the bosses wanted her to do more typical Instagram posts because they thought that would get more traffic. And she had to pull out some charts and show them that actually the stories get a lot more traffic, but it's particularly trending toward younger users. So that means a lot of people mm-hmm. 40 and over are afraid to do Insta stories. And I'm bad about it. I haven't done very many, but I've done some. Tell everybody really quickly, how do you do an Insta story? It's not hard. No, it's just, it's the little um, circle that has your picture in it. You just hit it, you hit record, and it gives you a lot of options. Like you can do little boomerang videos on it. You can do these things where um, it kind of like will go like focus in a couple of times and make this this music like bump, bump, bump as it's focusing into something. <laughs> so, you know, you could do a video, you could just talk on it. Um, you could just pull camera pictures from your camera roll and it gives you all these fun little icons and stuff to um 
to add on to it. So little hashtags. You know, last week it was 90 degrees in San Diego. So there's a little thing where you can actually add the temperature. So I was at the beach the day before Thanksgiving and, I, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So it's it's, it's so crazy how hot it time. is. Isn't it crazy how hot oh it is? Gosh. Los Angeles is burning up too. I did that little temperature thing. I was standing in Barstow on a trip to Las Vegas and it was July and I can't even remember, but it was crazy, oh. crazy hot. So I know which one you mean. So everybody don't be afraid of Insta stories. Just go try it. Just go try it. Super easy and really fun. I, thank you. Reminding me for do, to do that for sure. I know you also talk about sharing not just pretty finished project pictures, but behind the scenes, what's happening. I tend to talk a lot about things that go wrong as I just like spewed at the beginning of our discussion uh, because something typically will go wrong every week. But what other kinds of behind the scenes stuff do you share? So I love to share, you know, we have a local um, showroom here, like trade only. I think when I show stuff that kind of what I'm sending a message is a little bit of exclusivity when I'm walking in the door and it says trade only. And so I like to do that. And it's kind of like a little humble brag, not humble brag, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. a subtle, it's very subtle, but it's like, oh, this is, this is resources that you can only get through me. That's so right. that's one of the things that I really like to do. I love to do like wholesale flower markets. That's another thing. Um, installation days, people, I, I basically kind of emulate what is really popular on HGTV. So a demo day, people love demo days, right? And they also love the, the beautiful installation and reveal day. So um, I kind of just take the, you know, what's popular on there and, and do it in my little way. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so good. I ha- I've got to do more. You're inspiring me. I'm going to do more, I promise. You also have a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every every single podcast, I'm like, oh, I got to do better. I got to do more. If you if you haven't figured out that I'm a type A driven person yet, you know, there you go. Um, you, you also have a blog. How does that fit into things anymore? Are blogs dying? Do you really need one? If you had to choose between a blog and your Facebook Live, how does that all fit in? So... I love Facebook Lives. I think you, it's easier to get your personality out there. Blogs were always a struggle for me. Even so, be, when video came, it was uh, just a perfect fit. Um, but like I said, that one um, client that just reached out last week, she had gone through all of my blogs. Um, so I think it's important to have it there. Um, I, you know, I just did like the color of the year. I think it's also fun to go a little bit deeper in into some of my projects, like some of the in-between process photos that you would never really post, you can go into on your blogs and kind of tell the story about that. Um, so I love it. I think it's still important. And when I haven't had time, I've, I have downloaded a, a Facebook Live and I've plugged it into a blog and been like, here's a recap of, you know, something I was working on. And, and so that's been a replacement of a blog. Okay, cool. Um, thank you. This is so good. And by the way, I know you're wanting to take in every single suggestion Rachel has. So we're going to have all these notes at businessofdesign.com for you to download. So you don't have to stop what you're doing and write it down if you don't want to. Uh, we'll be able to share it all with you. And this is really actionable stuff, Rachel. So thank you for that. We so appreciate when people come on and don't oh go gosh. into theory, but get into like, here's what you're going to do. Yes, and how you're going to do it. 
Yeah. All right. You mentioned earlier that you look at your analytics, and that sort of falls under a category that frightens people, I think, generally, kind of like looking at your profit and loss statement. Everybody goes, ooh, that sounds scary. Is looking at the analytics scary, and what do you look for? So mine, uh, mine are really easy uh, on mine. I literally just look, it's a pie chart and it tells me, you know, like 90% is Facebook referrers. Um, and then the other little slivers, because I really don't focus on the other ones, although that is going to be my intention for 2018 is to go more into Pinterest. Um, so it just tells me that, you know, where I'm spending my time is, is not, you know, it's not just lost time on social media, although there are days, but, um, yeah, so it's just feedback for me. I, you know, there's, um, you have to be strategic about your time. I think it's our biggest resource. So I try to not, not waste it as much as possible. So do you use something so, like yeah, Google analytics? Yeah, I do. And then on my, um, on my website, um, it also just has its own analytics and it says it's just a pie chart in the back it's really easy and I literally just glance at it like once a week it's not I don't get like way into it because I'm not you know I'm not like your daughter's probably way into like the social media analytics but I just kind of look at it really fast for myself it's kind of like when I was in banking I would just go in log in and check GLs really quick make sure that you know there wasn't anything missing it's just kind of like a glance over thing um yeah so I don't really get too into it I just I just make sure that I'm spending my time in the right Right. and you just slipped into banker talk there GL and and all the designers who've had that career (laughs) background are going like huh which is me but it means general ledger because I've, I've interviewed a few people who used to be bankers industry Lee. And I, it's what I find fascinating about that is in every case, they have a huge advantage over somebody who's never been in a banking or financial job when it comes to running a profitable design business. They're not afraid of the numbers. They're not afraid of the money. So it's a, it's a real leg right. up for sure. So, I mean, yeah. this is kind of a detour, but because you have that background, do you, do you find it's helpful when you're talking to clients about money? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I was in private banking, so it was really high net worth, um, individuals and, you know, um, businesses. I did corporations too. So, um, I, we were in, you know, we were in lending limits like to $60 million and 10 million in deposits and stuff like that. So money is really, really easy for me to talk about. Um, we always said, um, you know, it almost seemed like a monopoly, until the, some of it went missing, <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem real until it's, it, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, I moved a million here and I moved a million there. But you know, you, if you, right. you go missing, anything goes missing or something like that, then it, then it seems like money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. Um, not that I, it, you know, but it's not my favorite part. Like it's really not, I can do it really fast. I'm really good at it. Um, but it's not the part that I enjoy. No, I, I don't know anybody who thinks it's their favorite part, but but it is it's a muscle like the other muscle we talked about. It is something you can learn. It's don't be afraid of it. That's the, the theme of this podcast. Do not be afraid. No matter how challenging an aspect of your job is, there are those among us who have struggled and have figured it out. So don't don't be afraid. Just, you know, go boldly 
forward. Um, and I'll, now I'll jump back on track. My, my ADHD took over there and I just went down a side path, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, and my, um, I guess the last part then of the visibility conversation is how do you, how do you tie it all together and make more out of it? Do you, how often do you look at everything you've done over the year and, and kind of create a new intention for yourself and fine tune it? So that is what I'm looking forward to at the uh, last two weeks of the year. I don't know when this is going to going to um, post, but I take the last two weeks of the year and um, look at everything and I really celebrate everything and then like look forward and set new, you know, intentions and um, pivot. So that's kind of what I do. Um, but I did want to also just mention too, I do take it offline as well. Not everything is online. Um, I think it's really important to make those connections, especially like at industry events. Um, you know, I've had really, really great luck meeting people in, you know, like at high, you, I know you have a thing coming up at high point. Um, and just those personal connections are really everything to invisibility. So especially where you and I are talking to interior designers as well as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, regular end consumers of design projects. Mm-hmm. Um, um, take it back to basics. Definitely um, make connections offline. Like I know you're doing an event at High Point Market. Yeah. Um, I was at I was at High Point for the last one, and we did a panel discussion um, and connected with all of the people in my group, which was so much fun. And um, so I think there's nothing like, I think that's the golden, the golden rule is the in-person connection when it comes to visibility. It, you know, and I think it's also really, for me, it was really important to know I wasn't alone. Whatever I was feeling, whatever embarrassment I had over my latest mistake or something that was out of my control that fell apart and I didn't know how to handle it, when I connect with authentic peers, we can have a real conversation about how that can happen. And really importantly, how can I make sure that doesn't happen going forward? And if I never give myself downtime, right. I wouldn't be able to take care of myself in that way. So... That's great. I want to know more about your your experience at High Point. What was the number one best, awesomest thing you did? <laughs> um, well, we actually, it was so crazy because it was my, I had never been to High Point. And through visibility, um, I had one of the showrooms reach out and said, say, do you want to host an event here? Um, so I hosted an event and I did it with um, Kelly Ellis and Tastefully Inspired and Design Wall. And we actually live streamed our, our live event. Oh, and um, within the Within the first few seconds, we had over 200 people watching live, which was really fun. So cool. Um, so besides, I know. So besides that, though, was just meeting, um, you know, going into some of the showrooms and meeting some of the designers that um, that I look up to, like. The, my bohemian goddess Justina Blakeney was. I, I was so happy to meet her in person. So fun. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. 
Good for you. So it seems to me like you're really intentional about all of this. It might look like you're just out there having fun, but you're very aware that you're building a a company um, that is a serious interior design firm, and you're looking for clients who who also um, are serious about their projects. Um, and I'm, I'm just so happy for you. It just, it's wonderful. It couldn't happen to a nicer person. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I like to end every show with design intervention. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Something you think is going to just really rocket somebody's life and... Um, help them immediately. And it does not, by the way, have to be related to visibility. So what comes to mind, something that you just think has really made a huge impact in your business life? So one of the things that's been on my mind lately is um, investing in yourself and your business. So even with you, I've been a member of the business of design. I I have really put my money where my mouth is. I've had coaching for everything from mindset to money, from processes to self-portraiture. Any season, I've had so many different um, coaches and memberships. You know, our businesses evolved, right? And our needs Mm -hmm. in the beginning are different from our needs in the middle. And then when you want to take that next step, um, there's no really one size fits all um, coach, but I think you definitely need to, I like to create a concoction. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm focusing on processes. I need to hop into the business of design or, you know, I've, like I said, I've done mindset, I've done money, I've done all of it. And um, I think it's really important if you want to um, grow your business to invest in yourself in that business. That's really good good advice. And I know personally, I feel the same way, but I did make some choices um, previously early on investing in things that weren't helpful. And one of the things that's amazing about social media is you do not have to guess whether or not something is helpful. You can ask and your peers will tell you. So before you plunk down right. a lot of money, make sure you're asking whether or not your peers you have used that product or that process or whatever and got value out of it. Because there have been a couple of times in my life where I plunked down several thousand dollars and thought that, well, that was a waste of money. <laughs> Doggone it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yes. lousy. Yes. Lousy. Um, and you're in San Diego, and I'll be in Santa Monica um, January to May. So you, I'm, we got to hang out. Like, this is crazy. I want to go to that flea market with you. When can I go to that flea market? Yes. 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 You're awesome. Absolutely. Loved every second of this. Thank you for giving me some homework and some things to think about and for providing so much clarity around this topic for everybody. I I know you're going to be super popular on the podcast. Thank you, Kimberly. it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, plus access to Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. 
start today.